It's about to Let's go get down. into it. Welcome to JavaScript Jam, y'all. Hey, yo. <laughs> the podcast. Ha! Welcome. All right. What's am, up? I, am I supposed to say something to you? Like, sure. Hi-yo. Do it. Yes. <laughs> There you go. All right. All right. Oh, this that is was good. good. That was all, all right. I got. Hello, everyone. Welcome to JavaScript Jam. We got with us Nick Taylor, also Woo. known as Nikki T Nikki Online. T. What's up, man? Not too much. How are you guys doing today? Good. We're doing good, man. Yeah. You are a very good friend from the Netlify, and you are here at Remix Conf. You want to let our listeners know a little bit of who you are and what you do. Yeah, yeah. So like you said, uh, I'm currently working at Netlify. I uh, recently celebrated my one-year anniversary there. I'm rolling into one year and two months now, I think. And uh, yeah, so I work on like the larger team called Ecosystem um, and the the minier team. uh, We typically call them pods at work. Uh, I'm on the frameworks team. So basically my job and the, the job of my team is to make sure that whatever you're deploying there, like whether it's Next.js, Remix, uh, shout out Remix. Um, uh, that was a terrible soundbite, sorry people. Um, but uh, basically my, my job is to make sure that whatever you're deploying works uh, in terms of like the framework aspect. Obviously there's a lot of teams that make Netlify work, but our focus really is the framework aspect at the build time and also at runtime to some degree in terms of like uh, wiring up serverless and edge. So that sounds like my dream job. The idea that you could be hired to work on frameworks specifically is just so cool. So how did you find yourself in that role specifically? Yeah, it just kind of came up uh, one evening. Uh, so I, I used to work at Dev Two, which is and hey, I, I love. I still love Dev Two. Uh, I blog there still, and I have my own. I pull in all my blog posts from there to my own blog, but um, there was some, you know, uh, Dev2 is a Rails monolith, and I was leading front end over there, and we were doing some cool stuff. We were using Preact, and we were doing kind of bespoke islands architecture. Um, And, you know, it was a lot of fun there, but uh, I kind of realized that there were some things that I, I would never do there just based on the tech stack, like wouldn't really do anything serverless related. Edge was something new to me at the time, uh, you know, so I wouldn't be touching any of those things. Where did it run? Uh, so Dev2 itself, because there's Forum, the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, Forum, there's cloud hosting that uh, that they provide that you can pay for as a client. But Dev2 itself, which is a Forum instance, uh, at least at the time when I was still there, it was on Heroku. And wow. Yeah. Deep cut. Yeah. So Git push. I mean, it... it uh, it had been working well for there uh, over there, so uh, I don't know if there was any reason to move, if at all. But uh, hey, most people moved off of Heroku because they weren't able to do it for free anymore. Which yeah, I cannot imagine they were on a free instance. No, no, we were we're definitely not on uh, that. We Dev Two definitely wasn't on a free instance. It's a it's a very large site. It's heavily content based. Uh, you know, there's a whole caching layer. I, we're using Fastly, I believe, and, and there's a lot of pieces there. But like Heroku, and these aren't decisions I made because I was focusing mainly on the front end. But uh, and I know you also found your way there because you were doing some open source stuff, and they kind of like saw you and were like, "Hey, come on over here." Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, it, yeah, so I, I've been contributing to open source since about uh, I think my first PR. I've talked about this on some open source uh, Twitter spaces and. I've mentioned before, but there's this website called firstpr.me, 
And if you go to that site, you can literally look up anybody's GitHub handle and you can see their literal first pull Oh, request. yeah, I see. I, yeah, I heard him talk about that before, too. Yeah. Mine was for Blitz.js. Ah, I think okay. a lot of people probably wouldn't expect. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, no, my first pull request was to a repository called Push Pickup which was a Meteor application. So for folks who've been in the space... Even deeper cut. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the uh, yeah Meteor was like a... Uni- uh, I guess at the time it was called Universal JavaScript. What they called uh, it? Isomorphic, I believe. Yeah, there, there's many names. And then, you know, the whole concept of optimistic rendering as well in there. Uh, and it was like full stack JavaScript, um, you know. Uh, anyways, this particular project, I didn't know anything about Meteor, and they uh, they were actually saying, "Hey, well, we need somebody." Um, and I was like, "Yeah, sure, I can do it." Like, not really knowing any Meteor. I mean, I was comfortable in JavaScript, but uh, anyways, that that kind of started my open source journey. Not to sound too cheesy, but um, flash forward to fast forward, not flash forward uh, to <laughs> <laughs> to like I think it was yeah, 2018. So, so Dev2 was originally closed source, and then at one point they put out a blog post on Dev2 saying, uh, "We're we're considering open sourcing the project, and we're looking for people to contribute to the project." So I filled out the Google form. And I'm like, "Yeah, sure, I'm interested," and so I got accepted, and I was the first ex- external contributor to the code base, and I was still working in it when it was closed source. But once they did open source it in I believe it was August 2018. Um, like all those commits we'd done, they just they just came because uh, they uh, it, it all went public. Um, yeah, and uh, Dev2 is where I like to blog. I really like the project. That's why I started contributing to it. Yeah, I was gonna ask, are you someone who's like very passionate about blogging? Not necessarily passionate about blogging. Like uh, uh, like even now, I wouldn't say I'm like a prolific blogger. I do blog, but uh, yeah, a weekly newsletter. Yolo. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I stream more on Twitch than blog, but um, uh, I can drop a link in the in the show notes if you want after for that. But um, I, I did like blogging, but it was, like I said, it's not something I did all the time, but I just liked the project on Dev2. And so I just contributed to it and I kept contributing it for a good solid two years. And then I think it was, when was it? Yeah, it was like 2019, I was interviewing and um, I was mutuals with all the founders of Dev2 on Twitter. And I happened to be interviewing at Facebook. Uh, and it didn't work out, which is fine. But uh, I cannot imagine you at <laughs> Facebook. That would have been weird. <laughs> but I, it, was, it was a cool experience regardless. Like, uh, I got flown down to California and stuff. And then uh, Peter, who's one of the founders, he saw me tweet something like, awesome day. Uh, for some reason he thought i was referring to rugby because for folks that don't know me i played rugby for many years so so the other day i was trying i thought you were you did hockey it was rugby is what you did yeah no i am i am like the worst canadian i can barely skate i've been to (laughs) i'm in montreal which is hockey town i've literally been to one montreal canadians game so like uh anyways is that where you grew up in montreal yeah yeah i was there my whole life um uh, aside from university, which I went to out of province, so I went to the Maritimes uh, in uh, Canada, in New Brunswick, which was which was great. Um, but yeah, he he thought I was talking about like some international rugby match, like my favorite <laughs> team or something. And even though I did play rugby a lot and I was big into sports, I'm not like 
a sports fanatic per se, and I'm not that person that'll be sitting at the bar with you rattling off 10 million stats about somebody. Like, that's the last thing I want to be doing. But anyways, um, he, he's, I was like, no, it's not a rugby or whatever. I just, I showed him like the Facebook badge, like minus some information on it. And he's like, oh, cool. And then like a week later, uh, I was like, oh, well, in the end, didn't pan out. And then he was like, oh, by the way, we're hiring. Mm. And um, I didn't have to really interview with him. Like, I mean, the, the technical aspect, at least. Like, I'd literally been doing a lot of their front end for about two years. And that's so, a huge uh, reason why you'd want to do open source is because you can prove yourself without having to do something like that. Exactly. And I do want to give the caveat that, like, if you contribute to open source, I'm not going to guarantee that you're going to get hired. Uh, but it is definitely a great way, especially if you're new in tech or you're, you, you just don't have that professional experience. Yeah. Um, and, like, we can go on a whole tangent. I would about say I can guarantee you will be more likely to get a job than if you don't do open yeah. source. And it's, like, it's like, you know, like, coming to events and you're networking and things like that with people, right? Like, this is a social aspect of it, right? Yeah. And then that's, like, technical networking. That's yeah. what I would like to call it. Yeah. Tech networking? Tech networking. Yeah. yeah. Tech working? Oh, shoot. We just came up with something. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but, yeah, and it's it, – I, I, I do hate – the uh, hate's a, uh, a strong word, I should say. I, I don't really like the term networking because I, I associate it with – not good connotations, but like for yeah. me, it, but so it sounds transactional. Yeah, sure, sure. You know, but but it is networking. You know, like and I just relationship like relationship building. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like what I guess whatever the least cheesy way you want to say it. You know, um, but I like I love hanging out with people, and it's same. You know, it's it's just a great way, and like open source, uh, like Anthony was saying, is it's like not only is your code all public, so people can literally see it, but they also, I, I think the code really. It is important to some degree because, like, obviously, you're trying to so fix you can it. You work in a team. Exactly. You work with others. True. And and the other the other aspect of it is, it, not only is it working with a team, but with all everybody who wants to work remote who might not be working remote right now, mm. a huge aspect of open source and working remotely is being able to communicate to communicate asynchronously. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so that means documenting a lot of things. So that means like if you open up an issue, you know, give as much context as you can about something. Same thing with a pull request. Because yeah, didn't you just have a new uh, article or something on on uh, issues? Oh, and it's not my article. I think Becca like linked to something or something, didn't she? Yeah, my good friend uh, Becca HW. She uh, she works at Open Source now, which uh, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Open Source. It's a great project. Uh, I always point people First to Discord that. I ever joined many years ago. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, no, Becca Becca's running. Uh, I'm trying to remember what her official role is there but i i think it's leading devrel there i'm not i'm not positive but it's she's been a few months now right yeah she's leading like the community efforts essentially i think yeah and then like she's doing like weekly calls and stuff like that yeah she runs the twitter spaces and uh, she's doing a lot of blogging for them and she'd be someone we should get on actually totally. you should definitely get her on um yes so she wrote a, a great post uh about uh creating a first issue she just happened to use an issue i wrote uh, that's what it was okay which actually fits in very conveniently to the fact we're at remix conf because it was an issue in the remix uh repository about a pretty much when i started working at nellify uh. and uh don't need to go into the details too much but I, I basically gave a pretty good detailed explanation of the issue and then i dug even further because i couldn't figure out what was going on 
and I didn't end up fixing it, but I gave enough context and debugging information for one of the core team members to actually sort it out. And totally. TLDR, uh, they were using a fetch polyfill library because if you're deploying to the edge, it's it's using something like uh, on Netlify, it's Dino. Uh, if you're on like Vercel or Cloudflare, it's Cloudflare. Mm. And over there, fetch is native, but in Nodeland, fetch, even a year and a half ago, you're wasn't using native. Node fetch. Yeah, isomorphic fetch technically, I think, is supposed to be compatible. Most people weren't using that one. Yeah, they weren't using node fetch. I'm trying to remember which one it was, but basically, there was something slightly non-standard about it that caused this bug. Uh, and again, I'm not going to go into the issue sure. a ton. I can link it into the. Yeah, I already, yeah. I already grabbed the link, link for it. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. But yeah, so uh, yeah, no, she, it, I, I felt pretty cool that she uh, used my issue for that. So uh, that's awesome. But yeah, and just I get, saw that today. It was so funny. <laughs> yeah, perfect timing. No, yeah, and just want to give her a shout out. She's, I think she's doing really great work over there at OpenSauce. Oh, yeah. So totally. Um, but yeah, so uh, I know we kind of went a bit on a tangent there, but like yeah, basically contributing to open source is how I got my job at Dev2. The actual interview was really just me meeting the team and seeing if like, hey, can we work together, kind of thing, you know. Um, and it was my dream job uh, yeah, rocking the dev shirt right oh now. yeah i am yeah, yeah. totally yeah. unintentional we're talking <laughs> about remix i got dev gear on i've got a remix <laughs> fanny pack here yes but uh no it was my dream job you know working in open source and getting paid I, I to me that's like amazing and i'm you know now netlify is my dream job uh, you know hopefully i mean not that I plan on leaving Netlify, but like hopefully every job I go to from now on, it becomes my next dream job. That would be, yeah. It's a hard, yeah. hard one to, to jump from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, exactly. But, um, but yeah, at Netlify, like I said, I'm working on frameworks, but we pretty much I'd say probably 99% of the work I do is open source. So like all the things we're doing, it's publicly available, um, including the remix work. Um, I, I created the adapters for the Remix integration with Netlify. I mean, it definitely had assistance from the Remix team and also, like, uh, coworkers. I uh, just want to give a shout-out to Matt Kane because he kind of uh, gave me a, a bit of a hand at the beginning from there. Gatsby. Yeah, yeah. Matt used to work at Gatsby. Netlify has acquired Gatsby, so now we have more Gatsby. We folks. actually had uh, Matt Billman on one of our spaces to talk about that back when it happened. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that uh, I think I listened to that one. That was with Ryan Carniato as well. I think. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. they were both on there. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good space. Yeah, no, I always love those uh, those spaces. Uh, I was I was telling Anthony uh, yesterday. Um, that fits right into your schedule. Uh, yeah, so I I stream. Uh, well, I'm streaming twice a week now, mm -hmm. but. My main streaming is on Wednesdays, and it's at uh, 5 p.m. UTC. And then basically, I I get off my stream, and then you like know you're a streamer when you're thinking in UTC. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's a, it, and that's there's also just something in terms of working remotely. Yeah. Because like half my uh, like there's a few I work uh, on my team currently. Like there's like Zach Leatherman who created Eleven D, and uh, my other coworker. Uh, why am I drawing a blank right now? Uh, Tatiana. Um, and then the rest are in the UK or like other parts of Europe. So, um, so basically, you know, in Slack, whenever you say, Hey, I'm stepping out or whatever, it's like, if I say Eastern time, it's, I mean, they can figure it out, but it's, it's just kind of more helpful to just give a UTC time and a, a little pa pro tip. Um, you can get, there's, a, there's a few apps for it, but you can get 
Mac apps that can give multiple times. So I have like my Eastern time and my UTC time. So whenever, nice. you know, instead of me always having a calculator in my head, which it's not complex, but I can just look up at my... Another pro tip. Yeah. Inside of if you use Google Workspaces. Okay. On Google Calendar, you can add whatever... Oh, no way. Different time zones on the left-hand side. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. There's also a way in Discord to give someone's native uh, time. So you just say, I, I don't know exactly how to do it. You can oh, it, right. But it'll like display as whatever someone's time is based on their own computer. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I'm supposed to give another pro tip over <laughs> all of pro your tip. pro tips <laughs> now. It's like, I got a pro <laughs> tip, no, bro. Yeah, yeah. We're just going to keep going. Yeah, yeah. Oh, another pro tip, by the way. Yeah. The real pro tip is we all just agree on one single time and <laughs> stop using yeah. time zones. Five UTC. Yeah. Or UTC. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just say five. That's it. That's just that's all. Five. we're One number. That's it. Yeah, that's that's all five. we got for time. Five what? Five. five. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, oh, we got way off the rails, but um, <laughs> no, I, it's okay. I appreciate you coming into the spaces and just like hanging yeah. out, and we brought you up on stage a couple times. Totally. So um, yeah, like uh, really appreciate that. So I'd be curious, since you work on frameworks, what's your favorite framework, and why do all of the others <laughs> suck question. in comparison? <laughs> so so that's like trying to ask a parent like who's your favorite child. That's <laughs> a, that's a question you should never answer. Uh, you know, that's why I asked it. Well, I, I could give it a very ambiguous one. You know, the the best one is the is the one I would. Of course, okay, <laughs> yeah. so solid, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, the the funny thing about working on frameworks is because like when I was working at Dev Two, I was doing front end, so like we were using Preact, and I used other frameworks before that, like I've used Next.js before and all that. But like in my day to day, I'm not building stuff with a framework i'm making sure the framework works so it's very different but but having front-end knowledge is definitely helpful um so i guess like aside from remix what are some other frameworks you have worked heavily on yeah i yeah i find remix super interesting um do you mean that i've worked on at netlify right yeah now? okay mm -hmm. I th yeah. yeah uh we've worked uh, a bunch on uh the next runtime so that's like a yeah, I know Netlify has put a lot of work into trying to have really like first class next support, obviously, because they want to compete with Vercel. Yeah, yeah, and like I don't, I don't really want to talk we, about we won't get into that competition okay. or anything. But like basically, uh, it, you know, it, it definitely is interesting because most frameworks have an adapter pattern. So uh, Astro has this, Remix has Svelte this, kit. Svelte. Yeah, if you're using anything with Nitro, which comes from the Vite world. Nitro, like for example, in Nux.js, they basically Nitro's sweet. Yeah, yeah, they, good integration for Edgeo. Yeah, no, that, that's the thing. It's it's it basically handles the like, you know, okay, I'm gonna go deploy this. It just knows where you're gonna deploy for like the main ones. Like, obviously, if I don't know, say you're a smaller pass potentially, or maybe even like just some obscure deployment place, you can do your custom stuff. But but Nitro is a great way. So like. If you work in the VD ecosystem, you can benefit from that. So I think that's super cool. Um, you know, uh, for the next runtime, they don't have an adapter. Uh, there's different ways you can deploy Next.js. So, but basically, we have a the, we call it the next runtime. Um, and so, like, basically, a, a lot of what you do with frameworks is just making sure that it works with whatever you're using for serverless and edge. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm kind of oversimplifying things, but that's kind you of. You want to make general. sure it, it, like baseline, will run on the platform, and yeah. then the next level is actually making sure that all its bells and whistles and fancy features work, like your ISR and your stuff like that. Yeah, 
and there's some there's some neat stuff that's in the what with the next runtime we have like a advanced middleware as well which is kind of cool so you can uh you can manipulate the markup as it's coming down you can change props and stuff so this can also potentially prevent hydration errors like uh for example say you wanted to have personalization and so so like say you have a component that i don't know it let's let's we'll go back to time you know because we were talking about time a lot you know so like i don't know maybe the prop is showing i don't know it's it's going to render client side as 5 p.m utc but i'm in eastern time so like i want to show users who have eastern time you know like let's let's show them the time in their in their time format and in their particular time zone and you can do this on the client side the problem is though is that you would get this flash because you would end up seeing like 5 p.m. UTC and depending on how fast your internet is, right. you might, even with fast internet, you'd probably see a little blip where it just kind of morphs into this other time. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the with the Next.js advanced middleware, you can uh, change the time on the server side based on some contextual information like the time, because like, you have access to the time zone and stuff because it, it's edge, if you're working on the edge. Right, because they're pulling from a certain area. Yeah, exactly. So you have you can get the time zone, you can get like geolocation information and so right. on. So so with the next JS advanced middleware, you can change that markup server side to say it's one PM Eastern time, not the five PM UTC that might be stored there. And like um, and that's and then not only that, you can also change the props that get rendered because if you if for anybody that's worked in React since I believe React eighteen you'll get this message saying hydration error, the markup doesn't match. And so it's, you know, an interesting way to, to handle that. And you can do other kinds of personalization and stuff. Um, but uh, but talking about like favorite frameworks, uh, I, I'm not gonna say I have a favorite framework, but 11D is really amazing if you're for static site generation. It's what my blog's currently using. I did kind of get nerd sniped into migrating my blog to Astro. And this, I think I remember you saying something about up. that. Eleventy and Astro are like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like, very hard to disambiguate the two. You talk yeah. about one, you got to talk about the other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and and Eleventy is an amazing project. The, um, and they have a, a concept of collections, and uh, Astro has this too. And I don't know if they took inspiration from Eleventy or not, but with Astro, I would imagine. yeah. And um, with Astro, they've got TypeScript in there, and I'm a big fan of TypeScript. I'm also a big fan of JSX. You don't have, as far as I know, maybe there's a plugin, but in 11D, you're, my mind's all built with You would have to use Slinkity if yeah. you wanted to get JSX, and Slinkity is a bit of a, a dead project now. But yeah, me yeah. and Ben Holmes, or mostly Ben Holmes and me, kind of just cheering him on and writing blog posts was trying to get a JSX thing to work with 11. That was yeah. the whole point of Slinkity. Yeah, I know, and, and it's funny you mentioned that because I, when I was working at Dev Two, I had Ben Holmes on, and he talked about Slinkity. Yeah, it's um, a really fascinating project. I, yeah. I kind of wish he stuck with it. Yeah, and and, and getting back to, I'm, I'm going to go on a tangent yeah, again, but Let's like, <laughs> but like in terms of what we were saying about like you can get a job if by contributing open source, mm. I'm almost a hundred percent certain like that was one of the main probably the main reason that Ben, because Ben Holmes works at Astro now. Oh, absolutely. And so basically all that work he did in 11D, I think they saw that like Fred or whoever else on the team were like, oh, we got to, we got to get, 
you know, bet yeah, on. And I had been telling him at the time because me and him obviously were talking throughout that whole process, and I was like, "You should really open source this. You should really do this because even if it doesn't go anywhere, the experience you're gonna get and the exposure you're gonna get is gonna be so worth it." And yeah. it like really ended up paying off for him. Yeah, and yeah. So so getting back to Astro. Um, you know, because uh, I, I follow what all the frameworks are doing. It's in my best interest to for the work I do. Um, and Astro released typed collection. So basically, they're using Zod. You can create schemas, and then you can strongly type your content. I'm in the process of migrating my blog from Astro 1 to Astro 2 specifically to incorporate okay. this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it was a Friday night, and I was just like, ah, oh, this sounds interesting. Let me go take a peek at it. And, uh, so, you know, I was just like, okay, I have a bunch of markdown in my existing uh, site, obviously, for, for my blog post. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to pull some in and into like a, just a bare bones Astro site. And I just wanted to kind of mess around with the strongly typed, uh, is, I can't remember, is, is it content collections they call it? I forget what they yeah. call it. <laughs> it is content collections. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I got that working. And then I was just like, okay, well, you know, I'd done a stream on Astro with Ben before. And I was like, oh, well, let me just see if I pull in like a nunchuck template because the nunchuck templates are pretty much HTML with some squiggly brackets for like wherever you're going to inject like stuff. Like Liquid or any of those other templating languages that we all love so much, allegedly. Yeah, so so I just pulled in some things. I was like, okay, so I created an Astro component. And then, and then basically I just started converting my whole blog just because I was just curious. And then it's not finished because there's some rough edges I need to sort out in terms of some things, but... Um, I found it really easy to work with Astro because, and, and I haven't done anything interactive yet. It's literally been just all Astro components. And, you know, I think they took some good cues from JSX because it's not JSX. It's an Astro file. You use dot Astro components unless you want to actually write react itself and then you can write JSX. So it's kind of up to you whether you want to do one or the other. Yeah, exactly. But, and and I'm not positive, but like, cause I know you can go with the islands architecture and that's when you pull in a framework to do the client side stuff. But I'm not sure in the context of Astro, if you can actually use react on to server side render. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. We would need someone from the Astro team yeah. to answer that one. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's just Astro components, at least right now. Um, and yeah, so anyways, it's, it's, yeah, it's an Astro file, you know, it has, yeah, I mean, HTML, I mean, JSX pretty much looks like HTML. It's not HTML, I know, but um, but Astro has the concept of props just like you do in React. So, like, That's what I love about using it is that you can write these Astro components and you almost don't even realize you're not using React or one of these component yeah, frameworks. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You know, so, like, you know, I pulled out some markup out of the nunchuck templates in my 11D blog, and then I was, yeah, I was like, okay, Astro has Astro.props, so, like, boom you know if you've done jsx and react it's like a pretty natural progression so um so i'm probably going to finish migrating my blog um i because there's just things and i your like blog is oh yeah uh, i am developer.com if folks want to check it out um we can drop all that in the show notes if you want uh thank you for the shout out um but yeah so i i think it's an interesting framework um I'm also like I recently gave a talk at Node Congress in Berlin. I was remote; I couldn't make it to Berlin, but uh, I gave a talk on Fresh, which is a full stack web framework for Dino. Yeah, what's um, been the thing that's made you excited about Fresh? Because I remember you did a uh, stream with them also, and you've been kind of pushing this as one of like the cooler frameworks to get into. And, and I think Fresh is very. We had a 
great conversation with um, Luca from Fresh a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Luca is yeah, okay. who I spoke to as well. And uh, he also explained some things about Dino because there were some misconceptions I had. Like, I didn't understand what they were doing to convert TypeScript on the server uh, on the server because they, they don't bundle anything. There's no build step. Um, and we can kind of talk about that. But I think Fresh is interesting. Uh, it... Uh, as far as I know, right now, you can only deploy it to Dino Deploy. I, I did it, even though Netlify uses Dino, um, it's not exactly the same as going to Dino Deploy directly. That's interesting. Um, you know, and that's not throwing shade on anybody. That's just... Uh, you could probably run it in a Docker container. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so I, I did try to get it working to deploy on Netlify, but, like, uh, you know, I have other priorities, and, like, you know, I can't just say, hey, I'm going to go tinker on this for a month, and... But um, but I really like a lot of stuff in the Fresh framework. Um, you know, it's kind of like the story you're hearing from a lot of frameworks, like SSR, server-side rendering is and like... Island. Yeah, it's like the new hotness. But the, the thing is, for people who have been doing web development for a long time, like I started doing web dev in the late 90s, uh, you know, server-side rendering is how everything worked before. And then there was this swing where... It, I don't know. I think I think what Actually, happened. Quick shout out! I yeah. had you on my stream talking about SSR. Oh yeah, that's we, right. We went through like the whole. We we did this whole topic, so we'll drop that also in the show notes. Yeah, and that that was kind of funny because we did it with Astro, even though I hadn't really used any Astro. And then uh, mm -hmm. I was showing people how you could debug the server side code, and then uh, and it was, it was it was it was fun. But uh, but yeah, like web dev, it was always used to be like people make fun of PHP, even though like. People using PHP and Laravel are doing pretty fine. I'm um, literally having that argument on Twitter today. Right yeah, because yeah. Adam um, Adam Dev is he he tried it and he was like, "Wait a second, Laravel is awesome." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I I've never used Laravel. Like I did the last time I used PHP was PHP five, which is a long, long time ago. But I, you know, I did like back in the day. I was using Lamp Stack or Womp, which Windows, Apache, MySQL, and PHP. Lamp if you're on Linux and Zamp, yeah, the Zamp, next. and then there's also Mamp, which is Mac, <laughs> Apache, MySQL, PHP. Basically, people just like making yeah, acronyms. That, that was the most out of control acronyming of all time with all yeah, of yeah. those. Yeah, it, it made me laugh. But um, well, you know that. Real quick side note. I mean, that's why um, uh, T three is what it is because it's no acronym, right? It's like. Yeah, so T T three is a bit of a, a it throws you for a curveball. It's T yeah. three stands for Theo, right? It right. doesn't stand for it, TypeScript it, Tailwind and TRPC, which is what you right. would be led to believe if you were a logical person who could think of how these things work. Yes, but yeah. that way he didn't have to keep renaming it when they changed their stack. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, for sure. But um, yeah, so like server side rendering is super popular now. Like all the frameworks or most most frameworks are if they haven't done it yet they're moving to it including redwood yeah exactly we were talking about this uh, yesterday i think redwood's got it support for it on i think it's currently on it's fly .io. yeah, yeah. fly.io mm -hmm. only i think right now i'm not positive about that i forget where i saw it i think just in my yeah, Twitter we're, feed. we're getting there we're slowly but surely redwood will, will support ssr i we had a someone open as like maybe like one of the first 10 issues on the entire GitHub for it was, hey, when are you going to support SSR? Yeah, and here yeah. we are like three years later. Like, we <laughs> almost have it ready. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool. But it's like, you know, everything moved to client-side rendering only. And like 
there was a shift because like like in the late 90s and even early 2000s broadband internet was not a big thing yet like like when i was when i was doing web dev initially i was on dial up you know it's like you know the, the like dial-up. if you watch like a 90s uh, movie you know like mom get off the phone i'm trying to check oh, my yeah. email yeah you can I remember use the internet and answer your phone at the same time yeah, yeah, yeah. we had netscape at the house yeah yeah <laughs> so so i think you know, then there was other stuff like Java apps, and we, we, we can we can put a pit in this because I could probably talk forever about it. But basically, you know, I, I think the fact that broadband wasn't there yet, people were like, or, or it slowly became available, you know, people would be like, sites are taking too long. Like, I, li- I literally used to have to change Gmail to HTML mode, and if you don't know, Gmail has an HTML mode if it takes too long to load the page. And so picture somebody who has a site or even an app back in those days, whatever you would consider an app, you'd be, you'd be like, people can't see me moving my hands, but it's like chunk, chunk, chunk. You see the site loading. And so like, if you could load like a minimal amount of the site and then you'd have Ajax, which is what most people call fetch these days. But, um, but basically people are like, okay, well we can get the page to load fast and then we'll just pull down what else we need. And that's when you started getting skeleton stuff on like loading screens and so on. And then, and then we kind of went full tilt building applications, just only client side. And there's definitely use cases for that for sure. But if you're building a website, like a blog, a blog shouldn't be a client side rendered app, you know, cause there's other implications like SEO and all that stuff. Um, right. But now that like internet is pretty good you like obviously some people still don't have the best internet but uh it's like all of a sudden like it's not even a pendulum swing it's uh uh when i was talking to chance i met chance uh strickland who used to be on the remix team he just happened to be in montreal one week and we grabbed some lunch and stuff and and i was saying yeah it's like the pendulum swing again he's like it's not really the pendulum swing it's more like we're kind of, it's kind of more circular. Like you're kind of slowly finding that, you know, like there's those, those metal balls you drop in. I actually saw, I think Dan Abramoff actually came up with this. He, he tweeted this like a couple of years ago. I saw a old reference to that. So I think he might've been the first one to say this, but yeah. So, but, but basically we're kind of slowly getting to what is the sweet spot, I guess, you know? And so like, and you know, we've got serverless now he's got serverful and like so you can serve all these things pretty well now and then you can still get a good experience and then you have stuff like uh islands architecture you know you've got the hydration story uh there's resumability in quick which is a a different approach um i haven't really worked with quick i I do understand the principles but yeah what's the status of quick on netlify uh, it, it works already. It, yeah, I remember Brittany Postma had a blog post about it, so it's, it's possible. Like, um, oh yeah, you can deploy them today. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure my my coworker Matt Kane, who's currently not on the Frameworks team, um, I believe he did that integration. Uh, and this was like a year ago, and you know, like we speak to the the Quick team, you know, like the builder folks and stuff. Um, so as far as I know, it works. Um, cool. I'd be curious to take it back a step from the technical and just talk a bit about like what is your day to day like? Like this is it seems like you have a job that's so varied and that could involve so many different things, working with these frameworks, working with integrating them, making sure they work well. But like what is a day in the life of Nikki T? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> um you know, the the role of the frameworks team is we are engineering, like I'm an individual contributor there. Um but the we kind of have a bit of a support role baked into it 
And so essentially, the, you know, every day can be different, but, you know, we're usually trying to add features to enable frameworks to have better support. But, you know, Netlify so has you have, like tickets or like, what is that? Yeah, I was just yeah. Gonna ask. yeah no, we, we use GitHub, you know, we have GitHub okay, issues and cool. stuff, you know, um, and the reason why we're probably on GitHub is because a lot of, at least on the frameworks team, at open least source most of it is, well, all the framework stuff is open source. Um, you know, obviously Netlify has some proprietary stuff, but for all our work, I can't think of really anything that isn't open source at the moment. Um, so it's very cool. And this is one of the things I love about Netlify is that they are very big in open source and not just like that they, they put their money where their mouth is in terms of actually open sourcing the stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's one of the reasons there's a, you know, to just go on a slight tangent for a sec. It's one of the reasons why I joined Netlify. The, the other reason was like, I, I initially just saw the job posting. I think somebody tweeted out, maybe it was Jason Langstorff or somebody else at Netlify. And I'd had the privilege to, when I was working at Dev2, to do a stream with Jason Langstorff, uh, Cassidy Williams, who uh, neither of them work there now, but they're really super cool people, very down to earth. And they basically oozed good vibes to me when I was chatting with both of them. And so like, obviously two people doesn't represent a company, but to me, and, and, and Netlify in general, like, cause like I'd been deploying stuff there before I was even working there. I just, I don't know. I don't want to say sunshine and rainbows, but like it just good feels. Like and even me right now, as someone who works for a Netlify competitor, I still like love Netlify and will tell everyone it's so great. And cause both the people are great. The tech is great. Like I, I just think in terms of contributing to the open source world and just like making cool tools for developers, like I got nothing but good things to say about <laughs> Netlify. Really. Like, uh, thanks truly. for the kind words. Uh, but yeah, like it's a combination of, I got good vibes from, I actually, I even did a stream with Ben Hong who works there too. Oh yeah. So like basically. He's their view guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ben, again, getting back to open source, Ben is a core team member on view and Nuxt. Um, those are probably two big reasons that he's working at Netlify as well. You know, again, just the, there's a common theme here that keeps coming up. Yeah. I mean, going back to the original question though, like, <clears throat> you know, as far as like, um, you know, your day to day, like I think what you just said about Jason and Cass was it Cassidy? Yeah. Cassidy, yeah. Cassidy, yeah. Like they uh, they gave you some good vibes, right? When you were doing some things with them, right? Yeah. And it's like they're the job that you do that we do put yeah. good vibes out into you're, the world. You're the face of the company, essentially. You know, in different yeah. in different areas, right? Yeah, yeah. So like you're the first touch point potentially by someone, right? Yeah. And so if you're putting out good vibes, you know, it's good things for the company. So you said two people can't be if the you know the company, but it it really, you know, that's, yeah. that's relationships right there. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. And 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 like I said, Ben Hong as well. That they're, right. they're all ben, super yeah. awesome people. Um, you know, and and Jason. Uh, Cassie, don't even work for Netlify anymore. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, and Jason, um, he left. I, I, th I think it was late fall last year. Uh, Jason's doing amazing stuff. He's uh, he's helping. He turned uh, Learn with Jason into a company, which is so cool. Yeah, and then uh, I might as well plug him there. Definitely check check out Learn Learn with Jason Dev. Uh, he also works with brands and companies to just make them better and. And uh, I forget who I was talking to last night, but somebody was saying because uh, Netlify did this, uh, not between two ferns. What the what was the video called? It was like basically kind of showing like 
like a, a funny, it was a funny video. It was about three minutes and basically kind of showing like a worst case scenario of people trying to just finish a project, deploy it and stuff. And it's like black and white on purpose or, or dark themed. And then, <laughs> then there's the, the happy path, which is obviously using Netlify and stuff, but it's just really well done. And yeah, I missed this one. We'll have to find that and throw yeah, it in the show notes. Yeah. Drop in the show notes. But like that kind of thing, uh, I, I don't know if, like there was a lot of people involved in that, like like serious production stuff. But I know Jason, I believe, spearheaded that. I'm not positive. So, but he, basically, uh, super fun project, and that that's kind of the the vibes Jason gives off, and that's the kind of thing he's trying to do with companies now, you know, on his own and stuff. And with you know, you know, you can see that too on Learn with Jason. He's always having fun and stuff. Um, but yeah, just but getting back to the day to day. Also, we're open source, and like when I worked at Dev2, Dev2 is open source, and like one of my favorite things to do is interact with the developer community. This is why, even though I'm not like some massive streamer like Primogen or whatever, I, I, my lizard brain wants to have tens of thousands of followers, but that's not really why I do it. I honestly do it because I get to meet people and well, just check out projects. That I heavily associate you with streaming because you did the Dev2 stream before yeah. this. So you want to talk a little bit about like how you got into streaming and. What is, you know, what's it like streaming? Why do you think it's a valuable activity? Yeah, I yeah, know for sure. Yeah. Um, so at Dev2, I started January 2020 there. And Hacktoberfest 2020 came around and, um, you know, a lot of the team was involved with it. But like kind of the face of it was me and my old coworker, Christina Gordon, um from lambda school she was a teacher when i was uh, oh, okay. at lambda school actually yeah Chris i would go back and watch some of her videos trying to understand what the hell was going on <laughs> yeah no christina's awesome and if uh you know if if she's ever uh on the hunt for a new role definitely snatch her up super quick uh she's for awesome sure. yeah. um so th this was also like uh you know the first year of our pandemic you know and this is lockdown. I was I was working in open source, obviously. So there's nothing like I needed to hide. And I was just like bored one day. And and I did take some insp. I took a lot of inspiration from like I just like I watched Jason stream, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna start streaming. And I started literally just doing my actual work at Dev2 on stream. Nobody's watching, you know, because like nobody knows I'm even there. Um, so you know it. It was kind of weird initially, you know, like zero people watching as I'm streaming on Twitch. And then I got this idea. I'm like, well, and it's nothing novel, but like um, I was like, well, we work in open source. You know, we have people contributing to the code base. Why don't I pair with somebody on my stream? So I did that. And um, uh, the first person I streamed with was, I think, uh, is it Sylvia? Uh, I'll, I'll find it in the show notes, but basically uh, it, it didn't necessarily get her her first job, but she talked about it during her interview actually. Really? Yeah. Awesome. So I, you know, I'm not going to claim I got her the job at all, but, but like it's, I, it's creating the space for people to have these opportunities. Yeah. And this is the same. I think about this the same way with FS jam or JavaScript jam is that just giving people the opportunity to show up and present their work. Yeah. Like that's, really valuable and it can really give someone a platform that they may not have had otherwise. Yeah. And, and it, it comes back to open source again. Mm -hmm. She talked about 
This is something I worked on. You know, we converted a Preact component. It was it was a class-based component at the time, and I was just like, oh, why don't we just convert it to a function component? You know, because of course, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying you should convert your whole code base just for the heck of it, but I was like, this will be a fun just thing do to it do because it's the right thing to do. <laughs> So, yes. yeah, so I, I, I did that, you know, uh, I think I, I set up a schedule. I just put a blog post up on dev two saying, Hey, if you want to come on the stream and pair, I'll, I'll like help you get set up with dev two on your machine. And then like, you can work on it. And, uh, I, I was doing, I think maybe one every two weeks and then, you know, it was summer. So I was on vacation for a bit, but then Hacktoberfest rolled around and they're like, okay, yeah. So, uh, you and Christina will be doing that. And then I was like, okay, cool. Uh, and I was like, well, we Dev2 has a Twitch handle. Uh, it's called The Practical Dev. If you want to check it out, you can check out the past streams. And it, there, I, I don't know if it links to the YouTube, but we can put that in the show notes if not, because um, Twitch doesn't keep everything on there forever. But I used to put uh, highlights on there. Um, and I was like, well, you use this at once, maybe like for an event and that's it. I was like, I mentioned that I'd been pairing with people on my own stream. I said, well, why don't we for Hacktoberfest just pair like every not I don't know if it was every day. I can't remember how many times we were doing it. It was definitely at least a couple of times a week. And that kind of started the dev to uh, Twitch stream. And I'm just looking at the practical devs YouTube and, it, and it's sad because as soon as you left, there was zero videos. But I'm looking at the recent ones. We got Ben Holmes, we got Demetrius Clark, and we even got me doing step Zen stuff. Yeah, I even I can't remember if it was the last one I did, but I, I think the last one might have been with Sunil Pai when he was at Cloudflare. The last stuff. one was Stacy Taylor. Oh yeah, Stacy Taylor. Got to give a shout out to the Collab Lab. I, I'm a and volunteer over there. Five from the last is Sunil. Yeah, uh, but both great conversations and, uh, but yeah. So basically, we did that for Hacktoberfest, and then. Cause like I was doing engineering there, like front end, like I, I wasn't dev rel there or anything, but I said but like, you were rel in the dev regardless. <laughs> I, I, I was just like, I was just like, well, you know, this was fun and like people seem to enjoy it. Like I find that dev rel is something that, and I think we talked about this the other day is that like some people, they just have it in them. It's like, they're just, <laughs> they naturally yeah. do dev rel, whether they even realize it's a job or not. They just do it. Totally. Yeah. They just exude that kind of energy and they just get that, there's a certain value to getting out there and communicating and interacting with the community. Mm, yeah. Yes. And, you have exudability. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean, if, if folks don't know me, I'm pretty extroverted typically. Quite exuded. You know, <laughs> I, I, I'm that person that could go. I did put, a, I did put Annie Persburn on today though. Um, <laughs> uh, but. Uh, Exuding. <laughs> Exuding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh yeah we're off the rails now um <laughs> no yeah but but ba so basically uh ben uh ben halpern fellow canadian the creator of the practical dev um or dev two uh he's like yeah you can keep doing it um you know try to keep doing it with stuff related to forum slash dev two don't put a lot of work into it so like if you look like and because I've been streaming for a while now, like my setup's a lot better. I have stuff automated and so on. But if you look at the old Dev2 ones, it's like I used to basically stick the whole Discord screen in on there. Because like I didn't... I remember this, yeah. yeah. And, and it's... I, I could have definitely made it better. It's just like I was I was literally told, and, I, and this is no knock on Ben. It was just like 
that wasn't my full time work. He's like, you can do yeah, this. You were just you were making it work. You know, you're doing totally. what it took. Nothing happened. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, um, and I was really happy about all the work we did there on the stream because like when I started it with Christina, we it was had one of my favorite streams. It really yeah. was. And and honestly, it was my favorite part of my week. And even streaming now, even ah. though I love the work I do at Nellify, streaming is my favorite part of my week. Nice. Um, and yeah, so it, like originally there was like 700 followers on the dev to Twitch stream. And then by the time I left, cause I was doing it solo, uh, for 2021 because, uh, Christina had left at this point. Um, we, I think we capped it at like about 2,200 people. So I felt pretty good about that growth. Yeah, 2.3 yeah. K. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 2.3. Okay. All right. Watch out. Yeah. <laughs> so I was pretty happy about that. Uh, yeah, you know, and I was kind of indirectly getting paid at Dev2 to stream as well, you know, even though there was nothing official about it. Sure. Um, but like when I joined Netlify, like it's not part of my job at all. So I do it on my lunch. You should talk about your current streaming and yeah. where, where are you doing that at and what kind of episodes you bring it on? Yeah. So, so on the current stream, uh, so I've been slowly growing it, you know, because I do it once a week. I'm doing it twice a week now like uh, my second day it's yeah, nikki t dot live you got a sweet domain that redirects to you <laughs> yeah so you check that out um it's still kind of the same well it's not exactly the same concept but it basically um you know hey like anthony i was wondering if you want to come on the stream you know like you, you work on the redwood core team i don't know anything about redwood you know um this did happen that's not yeah hypothetical. Yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah exactly but but it's that kind of stuff um sometimes like I'm, I'm trying to get into a cadence where on Thursdays, I'll probably just do like a side project thing, which is probably continue migrating my blog. I do have some guests on there as well on Thursdays sometimes, but it's, that's essentially the, the theme of the stream, you know, and it's just, I don't know. I, I think streaming is, you know, I know it's not for everybody, but I think the benefits that I've seen is like one, I've just met a ton of awesome people. That's, that's the first big it win. It keeps you sharp. Like as a developer, it really forces you to have to be able to think on your feet and True. problem solve and debug and be aware of how your tools work. There's like a lot of benefits in terms of just like actually making you a really sharp developer. Mm. Yeah. And, and you know, like I, I really actually enjoy being thrown into the deep end. It yeah. doesn't bother me. I know that can definitely stress out some people, but if you get mindset to get into that, like being comfortable with maybe showing to the world that don't there's be something you don't know, yeah, or don't that be afraid to make a mistake. You need to figure out just like all of us, we're all developers being thrown into problems that we may have no idea how to solve. And that's just part of the job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, it, it's definitely made me sharper. It's, it's also, I think it, the, the benefits I could see too, is like just talking about something or like, you know, I've definitely done a bunch of live coding interviews before. And so like, you know, doing something like this kind of gets you in Preps that you. mindset to be <laughs> able to do that. And, get, yeah. you know, cause like, you know, for live coding and stuff, it's like, sometimes it's not necessarily like, Hey, we're just going to get it working. Sometimes like the beauty of it is it didn't work and you dug into things and, and at least my experience on Twitch, you know, and I say this is a, a, a white guy in tech. So there's a million problems that I don't have. But my audience is typically, I, I don't think, it, I, I think I've had a random weird bot account come in once, but like. Hard to avoid. Yeah. But everybody else, it's like, oh no, uh, try that or, oh. It, yeah, you got a chill community. Yeah. A very chill community. So it's, it's just fun. And 
I, yeah, there's just those benefits I mentioned. And, uh, but the big, I think the really big thing, you know, is like, cause we, we talk about code a lot, you know, but the thing is, as you progress in your career, code becomes a lot less important. Like obviously it's about the people, well, the people like, you know, providing business value, like making higher level decisions potentially, or not higher level decisions, but like higher up or bigger picture oh, things. Yeah, bigger picture, being aware of the context of the code and yeah. what you're actually doing and what problems are you solving, as you say. Yeah, and I mean, you still need to know how it works and how to code, obviously, but um, so, you know, this skill set changes as you progress through your career. Or do so. you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> you yeah. know, actually, really quick, I just wanted to, because there, there was a, several times you guys brought up like, you know, um, there's value in this. There's value in the streaming. There's value in what I do. There's value in the de you know developer relations, all this stuff, right? Um, and so a lot of companies out there have trouble uh, figuring out what that ROI is for developer relations, right? Yeah, it's not um, as clear. You can't point to a dollar yeah, amount. Yeah, you can't point to – right, exactly. And so, yeah. you know um, – for, so for working for a company that, that is so heavily focused on and invested into DevRel, how are you guys showing your, you know, your ROI? How are you determining the ultimate your, DevRel question? Yeah, I mean, no, really. Like, what are your KPIs? Like, because you said you you're doing this during lunch now, right? You're not even streaming, getting paid to stream. You're, you know, well, what, yeah, are your, what are your tasks? Well, right? well, to be clear, I, I like I'm not part of the DevRel team at all. Just to make that so, very clear. And this is another interesting thing is that you don't even officially do devrel but to me right. like your work is so devrelly yeah yeah so like in terms of metrics and stuff i can't really sure. give you an answer to that because it's not part of my data i have other things right. that i have to so you have, so you have different things that you're being quote unquote graded on in terms of what are you delivering that are separate yeah like uh, getting back to like the streaming it's it's just something i enjoy i know it does help the company to some degree for sure you just do devrel for fun and this is what i say like certain people just exude like you cannot not do devrel well he enjoys it i mean he said that before yeah like times. i i think I think long term, like realistically, I will land in some kind of role like that. Whether well, what's your perspective, even though you're not in it? Not even for Netlify. I'm just yeah. saying for a company, period. Like what would you think would be some great KPIs or how would you prove your value in that? I honestly don't like metrics in general. Well, nobody and, does, and but the, people, the big, the, the people at the top want to know these. That's the thing is yeah. that the people who do exude DevRel and get it know that it is it doesn't have to do with metrics. Right, <laughs> right. The people who understand it, appreciate it, and see the value, absolutely. But then there's. You know, yeah. folks at the top. That I'll give you an answer that doesn't yeah. answer what you're asking. <laughs> uh, <That's> so, answer. <laughs> so, like, and yeah. like, I, and I know people in sales, and like, even like, not. I mean, I know people in sales at Netlify, but like, I have friends who are in sales and stuff. And the thing is, like, and, and like a, a Jonin, uh, what his last name is escaping me at the moment. Scheffler, uh, he used to head Devrel at I at uh, what's the observability company, New Relic. Uh, you know, I, I haven't talked to him in a while, but I, I just uh, threw some DMs and stuff. But like, uh, the, I don't know where I was going with that. But basically, it's like we're talking here right now. And like, say you're potential clients of Netlify, but like I'm or, or wherever. Sure. You know, like we're just having a conversation. Like, I, I don't think I should be shilling Netlify to you. I, right. I, I'm just like, hey, what's you're up? How you doing? You know, yeah. Yeah. A connection that yeah. could pay off down the line yeah yes. you know and that's why it's so but hard where's to the prove. trackability yeah that's yeah. why it's so hard to prove that yeah and i don't know how you because yeah. like 
because I this is not not my KPIs or anything, but I don't yep. know how you track that because like conversation I could have somebody at Remix Conf here today like, hey yeah let's hang out oh uh, let me help you with that and I'm not even telling them to deploy it to where I work or whatever it's just like, right. you know maybe a year later I bump into them or or they become a customer and they say oh yeah well you know I just happened to talk to Nick a year ago he seemed like pretty cool and uh, I like what you people are doing here and I, I need this now. And so like, you know, and I have no idea how you measure that. I honestly don't. And again, it's yeah. not, it's definitely the long game though. Yeah. And, and like, <clears throat> I, I feel for people that have to report, like, how do you, yeah. how do you yeah. do it? Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of glad it's not part of what I have to do right now, but <laughs> I'm glad I do this for a hobby. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been lucky in that I've been doing DevRel now at three separate companies. And most of the time, they look at what is your output like what is the content you're creating what are what are the connections you're making and is does it look like you're actually doing work and i yeah. feel like that's a good kind of stop gap whereas like you may not be able to point to specific metrics that prove this led to business value but you can prove you're doing work and that you're producing good content and that people care about that content and that mm -hmm. that is in itself valuable just because you understand as a business owner what the value of this is and so i think that this partly comes back to not everything can be boiled down to a number like it's like yeah exactly. and it's kind of like an absurdity of like capitalism that you could boil everything down to a specific number that proves you did work and i, I just don't think that's always the case yeah and like i do not have a salesperson bone in my body at all i have a a, a good friend of mine scott who is a salesman and he's like really good at hey, it scott <laughs> not, not this not this scott uh maybe scott is a sales but like, like scott, oh scott's a salesman <laughs> but, uh, but, but but like my buddy scotty could be like okay uh you know like like if i wanted to go buy a new car because i've typically bought used cars but like if for some reason i was going to go into an actual car dealer and buy a car i'd probably say hey scotty can you can you be my wingman because he'd he'd be like they would give some number out and like because he works in sales he'd go like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, yeah, I, I uh -huh. know you're going to mark it up and stuff, but just throw that in, do this, do that, you know, and like yeah. bing, bang, boom. And then like, no, I think we're good here, you know, and like and like I can't operate like that. The only way I may will operate is if I know something is literally amazing. I don't need to sell it. I just need to talk about it. Um, Which brings you back to the frameworks that you intuitively understand and get have value. So you're like, mm. hey, I see this fresh framework. You intuitively get that it has value and so you want to go to a conference and speak about it yeah and it's uh yeah and side note uh, that that talk was actually my first conference talk <laughs> uh, i mean you like i stream all the time many, i'm sure <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm excited to hopefully do other conferences um you know i'm, I'm definitely comfortable speaking to people like I, I mean through the streaming i mean i've done talks at meetups and i do like uh, I've done lunch and learns and uh, like stuff on uh, virtual coffee, which we can put in the show notes. So too. if you want Nikki T at your event, <laughs> <laughs> hit him up. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd love to talk uh, about whatever, you know, uh, it's like, uh, it, it's, yeah, no, it's just a lot of fun. And Are you actively submitting CFPs anywhere? I submitted one to react summit. Uh, the one going on in New York, um, just cause it's, I'm in Montreal, so it's not too far. Yeah. Um, but, um, I submitted something about remix for that one, but I'm, I might submit something else too. Um, I'll see. But uh, I, I think, you know, that was my first talk getting accepted. And 
I don't know if this is a good pattern or not, but like I gave a talk on Fresh at uh, the Chicago JS meetup. Somebody from that uh, community approached me. And so I gave my talk there. I didn't spend, I, I mean, I spent time doing the, writing the talk, but I, you know, it's kind of slightly unpolished. You yeah. Can, you can do something for a meetup and then kind of polish it and then bring it to a conference. I, I, think, yeah. that, I think that's actually really smart. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's not, that wasn't the intention when I gave that Chicago JS meetup. Sure. It just happened that way. Yeah. yeah. I just have to give Meetups it a are just a great way in general for workshopping material. And I really highly recommend people speak at meetups. And there's a lot of value lot there of too. Totally. Yeah. And speaking of relationships and stuff. So like uh, Brittany Postma used to work with me at Netlify. She's at, I, I forget where she's working at now. It's, but she's, uh, she's working on design systems at a company that is escaping me. But um, she, she just dropped me a message on... Uh, Provi. Provi, okay, yeah. Should have um, never heard of. <laughs> yeah, she, she DM'd me on Twitter. She said, like, hey, I think you'd be great giving a talk at Node Congress. Uh, so she, she put me in contact with the organizers there, and then I submitted my CFP. You know, and about who you know. And, you know, th I, I still had to go through the formal process. It's not like well, they still. just said, Nikki T, oh, yeah. you're in. Um, but you were able to get in and submit But you're Nikki T. <laughs> you don't <laughs> just get to Walton wherever you want and say, hey, I'm Nikki T. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I just appreciate that Brittany, one, thought of me. Right. And, exactly. and then, like, because I, I wouldn't even known about that uh, conference and right. I wouldn't have yeah. submitted the talk then, you know. So. 100%. But yeah, I'm definitely interested in, in giving more talks. Uh, I want I would love to give an in person talk, um, because that one was remote. You mm -hmm. know, I, I, you know who knows maybe I'll maybe I'll ball my eyes on stage. Who knows? But you know, hashtag YOLO. You just got to do it. Um, YOLO. Um, YOLO. Awesome. Um, as we start closing it out here, are there other things you want to talk about or things you want to highlight before we start closing it out? I just kind of wanted to talk. Uh, a bit about remix conf because we are here. Uh, yeah, we haven't talked about that yeah, at all. No, <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, no, no, not not trying right, to throw you guys out. under no, the bus there. That's, <laughs> it's just like it, it was kind of my first. I, I say it's my first conference that I'm attending because I did. I'm kind of lying because I went to a Sitecore conference a long time ago in 2016 when I used to work in .NET, and it's not throwing shade on Sitecore or anything. It's just. I wasn't it's different. It's I, different I, I, I was at that point. I was like, I wanted to just go into open source and just full stack JavaScript. So I was trying to get out of the .NET ecosystem, but I had this opportunity to go there. And so I'd never been in New Orleans, but it wasn't uh, my Nolens, head, you yeah, mean. yeah. And, but my head wasn't in it really. You know, I was there just to actually just go to New Orleans. And so I, I kind of say like that doesn't count really, but um, I went to Ethereum Amsterdam before Remix Conf last year, so I, I could do the same thing. Right? Okay. I say Remix Conf was kind of my first conference, but not really. Let's count that Web three stuff. Okay, so so but Remix Conf like it's it's been amazing here, like uh, so well run. Any uh, talks that um, jump out? Yeah, I know you've actually watched many of the talks, which yeah. I usually don't. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, because I guess because it, it was my first conference, uh, I'll, I'll do the air quotes first conference, but. Uh, yeah, I listened to most of the talks. The really amazing talk on day one was from uh, their names escaping me from Netflix. Uh, did a talk. At, so, so for folks who don't know anything about Remix, like they're all about you know pushing the web forward, progressive enhancement first, and then you can obviously bolt on JavaScript to make things more interactive and stuff. And this talk was so amazing. It was uh, a piano 
on on a web page. Yeah, I saw a lot of people started posting stuff yeah. on Twitter about that. So so like there's a lot of things you can do with JavaScript to just make an interactive piano. You can like read audio files. You you know. Is this the abuse the platform? Yeah, one? abuse the platform. Okay, yeah. by um John Jensen. John Jensen. Yeah, it's amazing talk because one he had the piano working with JavaScript, but then he showed all the things you can do with just literally submitting forms and stuff. So like literally no JavaScript and it was still the same thing. And then he also demonstrated uh, two browsers, so multiplayer, uh, you know, both of them getting the sound. It was just an amazing wow. talk. And like the title of the talk, Abuse the Platform, it was a very wild demonstration, but it, had, it was such a great way to demonstrate all the amazing capabilities of Remix. And I mean, I'm not the only one that thought that talk was amazing, I know. But Kent was blown away, too. He tweeted about it. Oh, like, it was, Jeez, wow. Like, yeah, it, w it was just amazing. And the fact that it was an interactive, you know, piano. Everybody knows what a piano is, obviously. What? You know, it, it's just like, <laughs> Yeah, that's super cool. You know? no, I'll have to go back and watch that one. That sounds like it's right up my alley. Yeah, no. And then just, like, I enjoyed the React uh, core team panel yesterday as well, too. You know, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dismissing any of the other talks. There are a lot of yeah, great no, talks. Not, it's yeah. just, totally. you, you told me to pick my, my favorite one and that the piano one, it's yeah, like hands I, down. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, that, that's awesome. Um, you want to give your socials and where people can follow you? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Nikki T online is pretty much my handle in most places. You even got Nikki T dot online now. Yeah. If, if you're on you blue sky page, wonder where that is. Yeah. It goes to my homepage, <laughs> but it, uh, I'm, I'm probably going to make a separate socials page, but basically if you're on blue sky, my handle is Nikki T dot online. Yeah. On Twitter, you got the alpaca behind a uh, blue sky. Oh yeah. yeah I switched it up. <laughs> yeah. That's a side note, the but my brand is alpaca. Yeah. The ultimate Nikki T branding, the alpaca. I love it. Yeah. But if you had to, yeah, if you had to Nikki T dot online or I am developer.com, they all go to the same place. You can find all my socials there, LinkedIn, Polywork, uh, Instagram, if you, if that's your jam, um, but yeah, uh, yeah, feel free to connect. Uh, and if you're ever interested in, you know, coming on the stream to talk about a project you're working on, uh, love, love to hear about it and like maybe dig into it with you. So, uh, yeah. And I just want to say thanks to both of you. Uh, love hanging out with you on, on your Twitter spaces. Uh, it's the first time I get to hang out on the podcast. Yeah, with man, you, so. Thank you so much for joining. It's a really yeah. great convo. For yeah. real. We had fun. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, All right. right. And I think that'll close it out here. Awesome. All right. All right. Thanks, y'all. Appreciate you. See you in the next one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Peace.